The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and just then they appear, there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. The leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, there are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all of the wonderful things that he was doing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Gracious God, we confess to you that sometimes it's hard to observe the Sabbath. Help us to be refreshed by resting in your grace. Help us open our hearts and minds to understand your commandments with new eyes, new minds. In your name we pray, amen. Good morning. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Primero el sermón breve en español. Cada jueves tenemos estudio bíblico a las diez y media. Todos están invitados. La semana pasada... Estudiamos la historia de Mana en el desierto y los diez mandamientos. Mandamiento número tres, respeta el sábado. Pero el día de hoy, Jesús hace algo interesante en el sábado. Hace un milagro y los líderes no están de acuerdo me hace recordar una historia de un miembro. Una vez, había una vez, me dijo esa señora, cuando ella era un joven, estaba parte de una familia grande con poquito de problemas, tóxico. Especialmente una rama del árbol de la familia. Descubrió su prima y ella trató de cometer suicidio. Y esa señora, cuando descubrió a su prima, llamó 911. Vinieron los bomberos y la vida de la prima fue salvado. 
cuando vinieron los tíos, estaban enojados. Y dijo a su sobrina, ¿qué has hecho? Tú has llamado vergüenza a nuestra familia. ¿Cómo sucedió esto? Ella salvó una vida, pero ya ellos estaban reprimando a ella. ¿Por qué? Es la misma cosa que está en el Evangelio. Esto es la esclavitud a las buenas obras. A pensar que el sufrimiento que tenemos es dado por Dios, por nuestros pecados. Cuando Jesús dice a los líderes que son hipócritas, está diciendo que el propósito del sábado es dar sanación, milagros y perdón del pecado. Y luego en el profeta de Isaías dice, si nosotros respetamos el sábado, vamos a tener mucha bendición. No porque es una buena obra, no porque es un acto religioso, sino porque cuando estamos unidos como la multitud, alcanzamos lo que es justo para cada uno. Convivimos juntos. Por eso estamos aquí en el día más santo del año. Por eso lo hacemos cada domingo. Amén. Every Thursday morning, we have Bible study at 10.30. And I sincerely invite each and every one of you. Our Bible study is a great time to go deep into Scripture. Currently, we are reading through the book of Exodus, verse by verse, line by line, chapter by chapter. And this past week was perhaps the highlight of Exodus. And I want to give a shout out, thank you to Mark Allert for teaching Bible study while I was on vacation. This past week, we read Exodus 20, the giving of the Ten Commandments. Right before the giving of the Ten Commandments, you have a couple of stories that are also extremely powerful, a battle with the Amalekites and the giving of manna in the wilderness. So the thing is, even though it's not until the Ten Commandments are given that God commands the people to observe Sabbath, Even before that commandment is given, the people are expected to observe Sabbath. We know this because manna wasn't given on the seventh day. However, a double portion was given, and then the people were expected to rest on the Sabbath. It's puzzling, then, if Sabbath is so important, then why do we have this story in the gospel about Jesus healing a woman on the Sabbath. It reminds me of a story that someone once told me about their own family. Someone told me that in the family that they grew up in, it was a pretty happy family. Everyone got along with each other. But their bigger family was another story. Their larger family context had more dysfunction and some toxic behaviors. The person who told me the story about their life said when they were a young adult, they had a cousin who suffered from mental illness. Probably this was exacerbated 
by ongoing abuse that this young person experienced in their families. One day, this person discovered their cousin had attempted suicide. And when they found their cousin, they intervened. They called 911. The paramedics came, and they saved their life. They saved their cousin's life. They called the rest of the family, and when the aunt and uncle showed up, the parents of this child, they were incensed. And they scolded their niece, saying, how dare you bring shame upon our family? What? They should have been thanking her. Their niece saved their daughter's life. But instead, they found a reason to belittle and to criticize her for saving their own daughter's life. I think about this story because it's very similar to the story we read in the gospel this morning. Jesus saves the life of a woman who's been crippled for 18 years. And all the leaders can do at the time is to belittle and to criticize Jesus for doing it on a Sabbath. When we think about what criticized, excuse me, what crippled this woman for 18 years, we have to think beyond just the physical disease that she suffered. We have to think about the spiritual crippling that each and every one of us deals with. Sin and spiritual crippling prevent us from living freely as God would call us to do. And the thing which causes this crippling in each and every one of us is a belief that God punishes us for our sins. A belief that when we see somebody suffering, they must have done something to deserve it. This woman who had some kind of a physical handicap had to have been told over and over again this was a consequence of some sin she had committed. So the crippling is spiritual, distorting her soul and her outlook on life, internalizing her guilt and her shame. Jesus puts an end to all this. He heals her on the Sabbath, and in the whole purview of his ministry, his ministry he shows us that God forgives us of our sins. God forgives each and every one of you. And when Jesus died on the cross, the punishment of sin was put to an end forever and for all of time. We discover that God loves us unconditionally just the way we are. We call that grace. And so when Jesus does this, the multitudes that are there, they rejoice. They rejoice with him saying, ah, finally we feel refreshed. The purpose of the Sabbath, the forgiveness of our sins, God's grace poured out for us. And they all rejoice with him. 
because he was willing to speak the truth. And so then we have this reading this morning from Isaiah with this grand promise about what will happen when we observe the Sabbath. Thank you, Debbie, for reading this morning. To draw your attention to the reading again, it says, if you refrain from trampling the Sabbath, from pursuing your own interests on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, serving your own interests, or pursuing your own affairs, then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride upon the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your ancestor Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That's a pretty big promise. How can it be that by simply observing the Sabbath, all of that goodness will come to fruition? And if you think about it, you can kind of understand why the leaders of the synagogue might have been upset. Here Jesus was threatening their blessing by working on the Sabbath. But this is where a fresh perspective gives us understanding. The Sabbath is not a religious duty. It's not a religious legal obligation that we must fulfill in order to receive God's blessing. Rather, Sabbath is a disruption of legal obligations, of things that God forces us to do. It's an eruption of God's pure, holy grace given freely and abundantly to all. Thinking all the way back to creation itself, six days of working hard, God, God rests on the Sabbath. Sabbath is about resting about experiencing God's grace and unconditional love. So, how are these tremendous blessings supposed to come to us? Notice in the passage it says, if you put an end to your own interests. The thing about Sabbath is that it's about fellowship. It's about collectively, together, joining, looking out for each other's interests, talking to each other as we do. How are you doing? How are things going? And when we collectively, together, decide that we're all on this day, we're going to not work. A labor organizer would say it's a collective strike. The people have united. We're on strike. Picket signs. We won't work. The Sabbath is when we collectively, as a fellowship, stop working. We care for one another and we imagine what God's just world could be. I was asking the children about what the holiest day of the year was. So I had to learn that the hard way. When I was a youth director back in San Clemente before I went to seminary, we had this uh, mini-series where we invited church leaders to come, excuse me, religious leaders of different religions because the children wanted to learn about the different religions. And we invited um, the president of a Jewish synagogue. The rabbi wasn't available, so the rabbi said, I can't go, but I will send the president. 
So the president comes, very learned man, and he asked us, he said, what is the holiest day of the year in Judaism? And one kid said, Hanukkah. And he said, no. Another kid said, uh, the festival of booths. And he said, no. And I thought I was pretty smart. I said, Yom Kippur. And he looked at me and he said, wrong. And so finally we were all like, okay, what's the holiest day? And we already talked about it. What's the holiest day? Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbath. The day that God rested and the day that God calls each of us to rest in fellowship with one another. Amen. We sing our hymn of the day, The Peace of the Lord. Please stand as you're able.